This term influencer is kind of like the modern day car salesman reputation because there's a lot of people that have abused their influence. They get that influence for whatever reason and they promote products that they don't really care about, products that are, aren't really doing good things for the world. And interviewing these influencers is excellent because you can see that the values are the things that are underlining for the directions that they take. We stand today. The Business Method the business with method. a shout The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that produce over a million dollars and annual revenue and now we're interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business and influence income results economies and cultures there's a growing number of people building these caliber of businesses like this and we're going to figure out what it takes to make this happen now let's jump in today's show the business method hey listeners welcome to the show today and we are giving a recap of the 25 influencers that we have interviewed already. Noah and I hop on the mic and chat about some of our favorite episodes, some of the favorite things we've learned about influence and about entrepreneurship. And it's a really good chat. And also we, we talk to each other about how we view influence. And it's such an interesting topic today because there's a lot of negative things out in the world about influence and a lot of positive things. So we talk about those as well and what we've discussed over the past 25 episodes. We still have a lot of episodes to go, another 75, talking to major influencers from around the world. Here's a few lessons that we have learned from our previous episodes. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Noah, we're a quarter of the way through our 100 podcast series with major influencers and we're doing an updated podcast on what we've learned. How are you? I'm awesome, my friends. Very good. Uh, I think we, we uh, had a lot of interesting podcasts in the last couple of months. And um, I think it's good to, to have a summary uh, because all the high achievers, all the, the influencers, they, uh, they're all very different from different angles. But after a while, you see a kind of pattern uh, between them, yeah. between uh, what are they doing, how they, are they embodying it, how are they using their uh, emotions, their intellect. And I think it's good to, for our listeners uh, to, uh, yeah, to share these, uh, these summaries with them. Yeah, I, I enjoy that <clears throat> you, you can still from all the success you've created in your life still you can be very open and um, willing to learn so high achievers learning from high achievers on a regular basis it always is 
I wouldn't say funny, but it's interesting to see people who uh, reach a level of success and then they're, they kind of close themselves off. You know, they like they've arrived or they think they've learned it all. And um, that's something that I really work hard not to do is because uh, we've all seen that in the world. And sometimes, you know, uh, people act like that on accident because they're having they're working up really hard and they're having a, a busy or stressful day. But a lot of times people do develop that um, that personality. So recently um, a guy I saw on Facebook, a guy talk about when he met Jean-Claude Van Damme for the first time. And he was like 12 and he was so excited to meet Jean-Claude Van Damme and he was his hero and then he walked up to him and said, hey, Jean-Claude, can I have your autograph? And Jean-Claude turned around and he, and he says, F off, kid. And he turned around and started, and he just walked off. <laughs> you know, and nobody respects that. And people no. res- respect the people that, that, that can uh, remember where they came from, right? And that can be open. And we understand that, you know, these successful people have um, – you know, they're, they're challenges and they're stressed and they're, they're constantly being approached, but I can really appreciate it when people, um, keep their minds open no matter what level they're at. Yes. And they, they take the time, you know, to, to be grateful for, uh, for the people that brought, brought them to that level. I mean, if they yeah. didn't have viewers in, in the case of Jean Claude Van Damme, then, then he will not be where he is now. Right. And especially to the younger generation, you know, because they're looking up to you. And that's something I, I, I don't know about you, but I take very serious um, the idea that younger generations uh, really look up to us. And if we're behaving in a ridiculous manner, then they're going to think that's OK. And for me, it's not OK to think that any kid in the world, anybody, anybody that would ever look up to me for any reason would ever think that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and 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 above that is like <laughs> for Jean Claude Van Damme is very bad marketing. Like I mean, we're talking now in <laughs> not such a positive way about it, and and I'm sure he had he didn't had his day, but you know you 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 don't have uh, the opportunity to to be too lacking, you know, uh, uh, to be unresourceful when when you're on that level of the game. Yeah. Exactly. No, I want to ask you um, before we. St- talk about what we've learned from these influencers we've interviewed um what do you what do you what do you can how do you define influence um well influence for me is like uh touching having the responsibility of touching other people's life uh and raising them to the to the next level to their next level that's that's uh and when, when you have influence uh, over the decisions of others, um, that's for me a big influence. You know, when, when, when uh, a person, you know, decides to follow his own, uh, um, his own de- decision and his own uh, plan and doesn't agree to leave jail after uh, 21 years, uh, um, because the government of South Africa told him, look, we'll, we'll, we'll make you free, but uh, you'll have to leave the country. And he said, no, then I'll stay in, in, in jail. That's what Mandela did. And, and he, by doing that, he influenced so many people. You know, that, that's for me influence. Or uh, when people make decisions uh, uh, or share so much 
give so much value to their tribe, to 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 the audience that uh, that they get influence on them. That's for me um, a huge influence. When did you personally become more aware of the influence that you had and how it impacts others? Uh, in my case, it's when people, m- more people came to me and asking me for advice about, uh, about investments, about life, about how to achieve goals. Um, uh, that's made me aware of them. Because if you do something over and over again, you think that everyone also knows it. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's only when you, you see that actually a lot of people uh, don't know what they don't know. And, and they come for you uh, for advice and uh, uh, then you get aware, hey, there's, there's maybe something that, uh, that I can help these people with. And you start just opening doors, just by connecting people, by opening doors to them, by, you know, no, sometimes they say knowing is just remembering. And, uh, and by having in a very high knowledge about this very small topic, you, you, uh, you remind them actually that they also know that topic. And then you, yeah, they, they, re, they look at you as an authority on that, um, on that small, um, um, topic, let's say. Yeah. So that's, that's for me, uh, influence and and knowing a lot about a topic also influence your life because you you are the first uh, uh fan of yourself you know the first client or patient and and uh, and so you can influence other people so you can help other people and people who just wants to influence others without giving value i think in the long term doesn't work it's only by giving value uh, you know you know the the, the saying we sell uh, eyes to the Eskimos. Maybe it used to work in the past. Nowadays, is educating your tribe. You know, you know, they follow you by by seeing added value from you. Yeah, and and I think that that you apply that a, a lot. And I've seen you work with your employees and how you you help to educate them. And and I'm actually doing the same thing with some people that are working with us now. Um, you know, I like bringing people on the team that want to be entrepreneurs eventually, which means that, you know, eventually I'll lose them and that's great, but I may have an amazing business partner in the future or at least a fan because this is something I learned originally, I think from Robert Kiyosaki, he would only hire people that he would want to get out of the rat race or that want to get out of the rat race and working for him was like an educational an education for them. So they learned how to invest and how to start businesses. And so eventually they left him, you know, and, and they went on their own, but for him, it was a sense of incredible fulfillment to not just have somebody that wants to put in hours for you and then leave, you know, and then go home and not really care about their job. But it was more fulfilling to have somebody that wants to learn together and build something together. Um, and, you know, we, we met Vishen Lakiani last summer and he did the same thing. You know, he says, we created an environment in Mind Valley where people um, are there to learn and overachieve and learn to achieve their dreams. And if that means they leave us in a year or 10 years, it doesn't matter. But that's the env- type of environment that we're going to create. And then they actually become amazing marketers for working for the company. 
because they're telling all their friends and their testimonials um, that you know, working for this company was one of the best experiences of their life. And you do that too, which is really great because you have so many people you mentor. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's uh, I call it the Richard Branson. Uh, uh, is it? Uh, is it? Yeah, Bridget Branson, actually, a lot of people learn from him and then they, they, they want to leave. But before they leave, he always give them a, a, a partnership uh, proposal. Mm -hmm. So instead of employee, they become partners with him. Uh, and and uh, he doesn't need to, to test them because they have been already working with him for three, four, five, ten years. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. When you This is what I want to ask you, Noah. When, when you're in between decisions, like... As an influencer, you have your team, you have multiple businesses all around the world, a lot of people working with you and looking up to you and asking your advice or asking you, you, you know, to help them out. When you're in between a decision of something you really want to do, although it may create some sort of negative impact um, amongst your tribes, uh, how, do you, how do you work through that decision to make sure you're going in the right direction? Um, well, it's funny that you say that. Yes, there is, there is sometimes that, uh, um, that you might have a conflict of interest that an advice, that the right advice to someone, uh, and that person might you know, leave your company or, uh, which happened a couple of times and, and that's okay. Because um, at, at that level, at that level, let's say when you play at that level, uh, it's almost your obligation to to take care of uh, of your people and uh, people at at your company. You know when they work so hard for you, they are they are exchanging their time uh, um, and giving their time for your cause, for your goals. So I think uh, um, you should respect that as a as a employer and a partner of your. Uh, of your employees and um and and in the long term it always it's always more fruitful um short like anthony robbins always said that you know short-term decisions always lead to long-term pain and yeah. uh, um, i totally agree with that uh, sometimes you have to do the the, the right decisions which is uh, which might be not the best decisions for yourself on the short term yeah and it makes perfect sense so we're we've been hustling, man. We've got we're about twenty. We're actually twenty three percent of the way through our um, hundred interviews, and you've been on about half of those or so. And yeah, well, uh, very very uh, honored to be uh, on them. Uh, by the way, Chris, really uh, really lo loved of like for me also. It has been kind of a mini MBA for and uh, listening to all these amazing people and and having the opportunity to to ask them questions that uh yeah that uh it's, it's like a, a a book coming alive you know for me books are almost holy uh and then now you have like live books yeah and you get to ask you know you can't ask a book a question and uh it's great i mean you can but you, then you have to you know, you don't know if you're going to get the answer and no. uh, <laughs> you're not going to get a real time answer. That's what's so, so great about this, this platform is that, 
Um, a lot of people, like let's take Bradley Birkenfield for example. That would be a hard guy to get a hold of in regular in the regular world, right? So pretend podcasting didn't exist. We didn't have this platform. And Bradley Birkenfield, for the listeners, is the guy that exposed the Swiss banking secrets um, and created, uh, or which was the largest tax fraud sc- scheme in the history of the world and was rewarded by the U.S. government $103 million for, his, for what he did. And, he, he, um, changed, he basically changed the, the, the international banking secret system. Yes, and now, like, um, France is in um, going back and forth with the Swiss banks, um, and I think they just won a case for $5 billion or something. Italy is now going back with the Swiss banks, and they realize that um, these Swiss banks had been basically illegally, according to their laws, hiding money and helping their citizens hide money, you know. And so a, a guy like that would be hard to get a hold of unless you have, you know, some media platform. But because of the podcast, we could reach out. We read his book. We loved his book. We could reach out. We could talk to him. And we can ask him those questions like, why did you do that? Why, when you were working for the Swiss banks, did you decide to um, – take off and and split and then <laughs> and then expose them to the US government when they were paying you a million dollars a year you know and those are hard questions to answer and it's fun to get them on the podcast and ask them very true and and for me he was like a a great example that uh, that everyone is a leader but that you have to claim your leadership and he claimed his leadership it was against his financial situation was against his his uh, um, like future uh, security, but he did it and he was rewarded. He could have not been rewarded, but he would still have done it. Yeah, and his influence is is making ripple effects all across the world. And a lot of people that are wealthy may be disappointed um, because they don't have the ability to hide, you know, to put money in Swiss banks as much as they did. But I think in the long, long view of things, it's really going to make banking much more transparent. And I think it's really going to make um, uh, make it easier for people for, for well, make it easier for money not to be hidden. And for these corporations like the Wall Street and the, the these massive companies to push the little guys around like they did, you know, like Wall Street has been doing for years and years and years based on the systems they created. Sometimes uh, you need uh, these unicorns to, to shake the system. Who has been your, your favorite influencer we talked to, Noah? Oof, that's a very hard question. They, they, they all had like uh, some things like I learned uh, that I didn't think of um, things about uh, influencing through the digital media, like how to in two, three years you can get a million followers, like myself. Actually, I've been uh, I've been reaching out to influencers uh, much in a much more fluent and fluid way after speaking to a couple of uh, of the, the the podcasts that we had. Definitely, um, Bunkerfield was one one of my f- favorites. The interview that you and I had with uh, in Singapore, Jim Rogers, exactly. That was really amazing. That was like someone that obviously I read a lot of his books, if not all of them. Yeah, it's very difficult to say which one. It's, it's more about what I've learned from all of them. 
and I did learn that there is a there is a there is a pattern that once you like what you train in private, you can um, uh, brag about it in 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 public. You can harvest in public, and how how uh, the people that we have interviewed how they practice deeply and that they are almost fanatics about their rituals they are they are they they showed me the difference between a wanter and a doer they showed me that that everyone don't get what they want they get because of the identity they believe themselves they are in and they had very strong identities about who they are it was very much black and white and uh, the world shows you that you have to be flexible and that you have to be fluid, which is very true. But they had very black and white uh, values and, and, and belief system about how they should act. Um, they showed me that, that uh, they were leaders uh, in their own tiny, tiny uh, world, uh, that they had strategy, they had a system. You know, the, the, I love the, the, the sales training that we, that we got and how how he shared with us that, that every day three times a day it doesn't matter where you were where he was if it was in the hospital if he was at home he always had a system of sharing his knowledge and adding value through his uh, his uh, uh, social media and how within i don't know like a couple of years he had more than uh, almost 50 million views on youtube that's like incredible so that was for me again a, a, a proof for, for me and the audience that if you train, let's say, if you do a sprint, yes, you will go quite far. But if you run every day consistently for X amount of years, one day you wake up and you did like twice the, the, the around the world uh, trip, you know, it's as long as you have consistency. Consistency is. I think an underrated uh, um, uh, variable in in success. Yeah, I, I think you make a really good point. It's you know you you make that analogy, and and just for the listeners, Noah was talking about our interview with Tyler Jack Harris, uh, who has sold eight thousand um, life insurance plans face to face in three years, which uh, he, he's a, just a master of the hustle. But you make a really good point. Like there's the the sprints and the marathons, right? Building a business is a marathon, uh, but sometimes you have to sprint and sometimes you have to walk and sometimes you have to stumble and get up and scrape off your knees and continue the marathon. And um, it's not the easiest road or it's not the easiest battle. One thing that, that I, I can compare this to is like, Understanding that we do sprints and marathons is is like a holistic view of entrepreneurship um, and that as long as you're showing up every day and continuing to do that one step at a time, again the next day, again the next day, some days you'll feel bad, some days you'll feel horrible, some days you'll be on the top of the world, but you just got to show up and keep doing it, right? And that's what causes, excuse me, that's what helps people create confidence, self-confidence within themselves and they create results. And then over time, they get more results and more results and more results. Totally. And, and you, get, you get disconnected emotionally with the results. Yes. And you focus more on the path. Because yes. you know, after a while, you know, okay, some days you'll have results, some days you'll have not. And that's not important. 
You know, it's, it's about the past and about every day waking up a bit smarter than the day before. Yes. So, so as our tribe, as our listeners are mostly uh, entrepreneurs, I think it's, it's good to, to, and I would like to invite the listener, you know, that now is the right time. Because in 10 years, you've wished that you've started today. Now is the right time to, to close the gap. What specific actions can you take today to close that gap between where you've been and where you are committed to go? Uh, and listening to all our uh, podcasts, um, you see that every influencer have created a system. They create a system uh, of educating their people, of hiring better people, of raising finances, uh, of growth hacking, of, but they always create a system. And your company or your, your goal or your project always need to equal results. And you do that only like you raise the chance of success by having a system. That's, that was my conclusion uh, uh, of listening to, to this and having this podcast. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned like removing the emotions from, from the result because this is something that I work with my clients quite regularly. And uh, all, all too often when creating new habits, uh, people will say, I just, you know, I don't feel like it or I didn't feel like doing it today. I didn't feel like meditating today. I didn't feel good, like going to the gym today. And, and, and what, why people are saying that is they have an emotional connection to whatever they think is going to happen uh, from that activity. And, and it's, I, I use this analogy like very, I don't think anybody in the world really has an emotional connection to brushing their teeth yet. They, most people brush their teeth once or twice a day. And sometimes Latin Americans three or four times a day because <laughs> they love their, their, their fresh breath. Um, and there's, there's no emotional connection to that. You just brush your teeth, right? You get up, you brush your teeth. You're not like, Oh God, I got to brush my teeth today. Nobody thinks that. And, and they do it. And so if you can disconnect those emotions to the results, then you think, you know, I don't have to, you know, I don't feel like meditating today. I just meditate, you know, and now, and then it becomes a habit. I don't go to, you know, work on the new product launch today because I don't feel good. I just, I just do it. I just do a little bit today, one little step day in and day out. And of course there's sometimes when you need to be like, you're incredibly stressed out and you need to step away. Right. Um, but, but most of the time it's just consistent marathon action one day at a time. Very true. Very true. And, and, and like as, as much as I said, you know, you have to be consistent every day, consistent. I do have like always the first, uh, uh three months after January from 1st of February, we always play a game, uh, in a, in some of, uh, in one of my companies, I have a, a CBD oil uh, a, a medicinal cannabis company, and what we do three months per uh, per year, we push ourselves. So we we call it the five X months. So whatever we're making in January, four months later it need to be five X, nice. and we we push everything. There are no there are no limits. You everything is allowed, and you can go as far as. You, you can as, as long as it's legal and everyone is involved. And sometimes, some years we don't achieve 5x, but we always stretch ourselves. We always achieve maybe 3x or 4x or even 2x. And, and then you see like the, the mindset of, um, of the people, of, of, 
of the uh, of your colleagues change because then they think, hey, wait a minute, I've achieved something that I didn't achieve the whole year. And especially for for new employees, when they go through that period, it it pushes their their um, their uh, uh, security in their self, the self confidence. Yeah. And and I would like to invite every uh, company owner, every business owner uh, or manager to 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 do that to give the opportunity to their tribe their employees their wolf pack to to uh, um, do a 5x period in a year where they push their employees uh, so as much as consistency is very important sprinting sometimes is also important because it is just stretch that muscles that you didn't use before yeah absolutely what are some of the the other lessons that you've taken away from these influencers um find a team that pushes you uh i learned that uh from them not not a not a team that that tells you how good you are but uh find a team that that's sent behind you and pushes you um that proximity is something very powerful that uh, if you sleep with uh, with dogs you end up with fleas you know that 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 sentence <laughs> yeah that's very important to to be around the right people uh that will uh, raise your standards raise your mindset uh, stretch your uh, thoughts and uh, jim ron uh, used to say that that people's lives are the direct reflection of the expectations of their of their tribe of their peer group you know yeah. their family so that that uh, is something i've learned and something else what i think that is very much undervalued uh, with a lot of entrepreneurs and and business owners entrepreneurs and business owners usually are very confident have a have a good amount of uh, ego uh, within themselves and the problem with that is sometimes they overvalue their their uh, competence yeah but if you look at the very high successful people from jeff bezos to warren buffett and bill gates and like all the the the, the 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 top guys that created industries they always have a hyper focus yeah uh, and if i speak to to some of my successful friends and and i made that m- mistake by the way myself so i'm raising uh, my hands too in the, in this discussion is that we think that we can do a lot of things uh, uh because we are different because we are smarter we have more resources but if you canalize all the resources these resources all your people all your focus in into one point it becomes like a laser you know it's 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 cut through everything so um, focus is something that that uh, it it reminded me that i should stay consistent uh, with uh, with these thoughts with the focus thoughts because it's so easy for an entrepreneur these days to get to get uh, uh, away of your focus to get away of your goal because there's so much opportunities there's so many people you know uh, pulling you to different directions so you have to be very strong and and keep your focus on your goal how about Janice Bryant Howroyd she was a, an amazing person to interview um first african american woman to found a billion dollar company and 39th richest self-made woman in the world and what what i liked about her is that um, you know, this is a, a woman that doesn't have to necessarily uh, give back, doesn't have to 
necessarily, you know, treat out people outside her world, you know, really well. And she talking to her was like talking to an aunt almost. Yes. Yeah. She, yeah, mentioned, yeah, yeah. she mentioned that so like, much love. Yes. Yeah. And she mentioned that like the conversation felt like just family getting together and talking and, and she's in her, I think sixties now or so. And, um, just really humble, but has had her struggles in her life. And that's why she likes to give back. She believes in being, I think, you know, what makes a lot of these people great is because through their process, one way or the other, they learn how to be incredibly good humans while becoming incredibly good entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. And, and they're givers. You feel that they, they, they have a high energy, they have uh, high standards and and their values are not conflicting and they're very given givers in 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 how they think and how they stand and yeah. they're leaders you know that's that's very beautiful to see that especially as you said you know when they had uh, quite some ch- challenges especially you know for a, a afro-american woman in uh, like 30 40 years ago you know in the, in the, the, the business world it's yeah. it's not so it was not so easy yeah absolutely um let's see who else you know you can take so much and jim rogers was like that too like very humble guy it was fun having a good conversation with him here's some some big nuggets we took uh took lessons away from tyler jack harris of course we talked about him uh, michael ventura also yeah very yeah. very much into holistic entrepreneurship and wrote a book about empathy and entrepreneurship too and you know Here's a guy that has, in, in especially in New York City, he's at the top of his game. And, you know, it's important for him to teach about empathy out of all things. And who also, you know, is going and training high-level military um, officials on empathy, you know. And that influence, like, I can, I can just sit here and name the, the people that came on the show and how much they really are aware and conscious of the importance of their everyday actions. What what I also loved about from uh, from about Michael is that that he, he looks at at entrepreneur at training it never stops. You know, he said when you when you want an extraordinary life, uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. You know, ta-da! Yeah. It's a magic formula, but it it's a simple formula. And that's where that's where magic happens, uh, and and I loved uh, listening to him about and, and seeing how he did it uh, in a, in a very like New York is maybe one of the most competitive uh, places uh, yeah. in, in the Western world. Yeah, very true. And in another interesting story on influence was uh, Casey Fenton, the founder founder of Couchsurfing. And, you know, he started couch surfing as a young guy and just wanted to connect with people. And it, the, the story of couch surfing is really interesting because it became a major platform with like 20 million people on it. And the eventually it kind of turned, <laughs> turned out to be like Tinder. <laughs> and um, so actually people still use couch surfing in legitimate ways. And yeah, but some people started to use that and it, it started to get the reputation of uh, becoming like a Tinder. And I think that's when Casey started to implement like gaming techniques and, and started to uh, get certifications on the, on the platform. So people are certified and, and um, you know, uh, 
they're they're not they're rated you know they're they get reviews for those those people but that's another great example is like casey really cares about um the interactions that are happening all throughout the world from couch surfers um because you know he didn't have to he could just let it go and let it go down a downward spiral and more people take advantage of the the platform over and over very true very true yes yeah and i, th- I think it's uh, like many many more amazing people we're gonna interview and and i'm very curious about what's gonna come out of it and i'm very committed i think you 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 too uh, chris to give as much as possible to to the to the people to the audience oh yeah for sure what any other lessons that really stood out for you or people you'd like to chat about yeah like i i felt that uh they all all had um values like positive values uh they all focused let's say on joy on adventure and if that adventure was traveling around the world and couch surfing or knocking on doors uh, uh with a smile but they all had like positive values like uh freedom peace uh, playfulness they were very passionate about it and 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 that these values i i felt that they were very focused on that instead of of fear of knocking on doors or or loneliness or or fear of uh sleeping at couches of other strangers you know or, or so that that was mm, that that was also a lesson that uh, a lesson that I've learned from them that they they always focus on the positive part because that's where magic happens is when you focus on the connection and on the on the positive part of of life. Yeah, and it's really it's it's nice to see because this ter- this term influencer is kind of like uh, the modern day car salesman reputation, and um, because there's a lot of people that have abused their influence, they get that influence for whatever reason, and you know they'll they'll promote products that they don't really care about, products that are aren't really doing a good thing to the world, don't even work, uh, doing good things for the world. Excuse excuse me, and um, these influencers because uh, you know there's a couple ways you get influence one is by building your own personal influence and another way is by uh, becoming successful and naturally just getting influence because of the results that you continually create and so we all have influence in in some sort of direction even if you're just a, um, a regular old person that goes to work every day and has a family you still have influence over the people in your lives and interviewing these influencers um is excellent because you can see that the values are the things that are underlining for the directions that they take. They just happen to take big risks and start amazing businesses and have amazing success. And, um, you know, and, and it's a shame that the word influence has that bad reputation wrapped around it because, even though car salesmen, you know, we still got to buy cars and there's a lot of great car salesmen out there, right? There's a lot of great uh, salespeople out there. We need those salespeople to sell us things. And um, there's a handful of people that will abuse that. And and it gives uh, the rest of uh, the people that want to do that in a great way a bad reputation, which is, is disappointing because all the people that, that come on the show have done um, have been incredibly conscious of the the influence that they have and how it affects 
their tribes and, and the people they interact with. Yes, actually, my Austrian partner always uh, uh, say that in a very beautiful way uh, about uh, influence and, and salesmanship. He says he, uh, he's uh, one of the best sales people I ever met and one also most ethical salespeople I ever met. And, and he always say that selling puts you in a, in, a, in a place of obligation of, having, of, of taking that responsibility to raise the other person's life by convincing them to take a decision. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's so true because selling is actually convincing someone to take a decision that can raise their life. Yeah. So it, it puts you in a place of, of a huge authority and, and, and huge obligation to, to have values on that uh, persuasion, let's say. Yeah, and that's why sales is one of the best personal development programs that anybody can go through because they learn so much about them, themselves and others and being responsible in a fragile environment that can really have uh, an incredible impact on the person that you're selling something to. If you're selling toothbrushes, no. But if you're selling, you know, life insurance, if you're selling, um, you know, home mortgages, if you're selling something that could really impact the life of some some other human, then it's really important that you, you know, you're you're aware of what this transaction is going to create for that other person. Yes, very true. What else, Noah? Any anybody else? Any other tips or lessons that we can talk about? Um, Let's go through. Um, Adi Arizini was great, and another power, super powerful entrepreneur, female entrepreneur. Yes, I learned from her a lot about uh, like uh, social influence yeah. and how to how to use that. And and same thing, you know, she had a system uh, how to do that. She had sixteen people doing it every day. Yes, and a lot of them got a no, or not even an answer, but some got yeses. So she would work with you know sixty influencers on a monthly basis. No, 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 no. No, she had sixteen people reaching out to influencers. Yes, yes, that's right, and worked with fifteen hundred influencers on a monthly basis. I loved that all the influencers that we spoke to had a, a extremely strong why. Uh, why they're doing it, why they wanted to achieve the goals, why they wanted to to uh, achieve a certain level of freedom or authority or, or success. And uh, um, yeah, that and some of them did it for, for their family. Some of them did it for to get uh, certainty about uh, their future. But they all had a very strong why. And that was very beautiful to see that, that there is a pattern in, in successful people. And, and the audience... I would like to invite them to, to invite you to search for your why. Why are you doing what you're doing today? What is motivating you? What is waking you up every morning uh, and, and, and pulling you towards uh, your goals? Usually is the why is the fuel uh, of our emotion, is the energy of our, of our day. Uh, and I love to learn more about uh, your why. Excellent. Yeah, me too. And I think we'll wrap up there, man. I think that's been a great recap on the first uh, quarter of this series. And um, 
We've got some exciting people coming on the show. Ocean Robbins, who is the son of the Baskin Robbins legacy, who decided not to sell any ice cream whatsoever and actually transition and create a health business uh, because he saw what the ice cream industry was doing to people's health, which was uh, an amazing story. So he's coming on the show here next week. And then um, we actually have an influencer that's coming on the podcast soon who has quite a controversial past as an influencer who has turned that around and, um, and changed the direction based on his own personal growth going through entrepreneurship and, and realizing the power of his influence. So I'm very excited uh, with that one. I know, I know, I don't know if you want to share it, but uh, very excited. We'll find out soon. Yeah. That'll be exciting one. Um, and so I think we'll wrap up there. Anything else to close, Noah? No, I'm I'm looking very forward to sharing uh, this uh, journey with you, uh, Chris, uh, and uh, with our audience. Yeah, uh, let's go to the next uh, podcast. Let's do it. And listeners, listeners, thank you guys for tuning in once again. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our five, six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.